Hotels very much used to be a place that served us in the, in the old days, and now it's a place where they want you to join in with the experience of it. So it might be rather than the sommelier handing you a wine list and talking you through it, he'll take you down to the wine cellar. You might go off in the morning to get your eggs from the you know the, the chicken house with your kids and pick up the eggs that you might have for breakfast. Or you know I've been on ones where I've picked asparagus in the uh, kitchen garden, which they've served at lunch to me. So there's a whole different level of thoughts that needs to go into the experience. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses, hotels, shops and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. If you listen on the Entail app, there's more information and images on the projects and people mentioned. And if you're doing up your own home, hopefully you'll pick up some tips for yourself. Today, I'm delighted to say that I'm with James Lohan, who is co-founder of Boutique Collection of Hotels Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and his sister Hannah, an interior designer. Now, Hannah, you create storytelling design concepts for an international portfolio of clients, including hotels, spas, restaurants. Now, was your exposure to the global hotel scene partly due to James, your brother? Well, yes, it, it hasn't hurt. He's very useful, big brother. <laughs> no, it's great. We've actually been kind of working together for quite a long time. I used to have an events company and so did James. So we come from the same background. So we're very sort of used to working together. And then when James started Mr. and Mrs. Smith with his wife, Tam, I was very lucky to go on a few trips with you. And I think that's what really gave me the bug for hotels in general. But we also had a bar. I had a bar yeah. many years ago. It was the first members bar south of the river in Clapham called the White House. And uh, Hannah, you helped me design that. I did. If you remember. Yes, which, it was great fun. I loved it. Um, when we were very budding amateurs, I would guess, back then and very inexperienced. But a lot of the inspirations back then were from hotel visits and yeah, travels absolutely. and what have you. So. Yeah, we've, we've worked together quite a lot, actually, haven't we? We have. Yeah. And when Tam's been pregnant with James's kids, my niece and nephew, I've been also very lucky to go on some really amazing trips. We went to Jamaica <laughs> and Turks and Caicos. Yeah, and yeah. So, there's, um, been, there's been a few, definitely. And, yeah. it's, and it's genuinely very interesting to see how critical, is that the word for you, <laughs> um, <laughs> that you are when you go around hotels. But I think because of that, I've learned so much about the attention to detail and again, because we're both from an events background, we're all about sort of customer journeys, the guest journey, and that's very much from the hospitality side from the bar as well. So all of these sort of things that I've learned over the years have really helped with the storytelling, the theatre. Um, and so, yeah, I'd like to think that we approach sort of design of hotels a bit differently. So, Hannah, you're currently working on a hotel project in Devon. Yes, that's right. So how do you go about that? creating that interior var- environment that's going to shape the mood of the hotel because it's not just about clean sheets and looking pretty there you know there's a feeling when you walk into a hotel as I'm sure James you kind of have something to add here about you know you just it's like looking at a new house you just know if it's right or if it's wrong yeah I mean well for us this particular project we're very lucky because our clients are fantastic they're super creative they're um, they're called Michael Sochi Birch and they live in San Francisco and they used to have Bebo before Facebook. And as a result of that, they've invested in hospitality. They have a fantastic members bar and hotel in San Francisco, which is stunning. And uh, it was designed by Ken Folk and it's incredibly theatrical. So we already had an insight into their kind of style and taste. And 
when we won the pitch three years ago to design the hotel in Devon, we already knew that they wanted it to be kind of very extravagant, really theatrical and creative. So we knew that we could really kind of push things with them. And we looked at the architecture and um, we looked at, you know, sort of Michael and uh, Sochi's lifestyles and their design of their own home in San Francisco and, and um, the battery. And so all of those different story threads are really coming into the overall design. So it's a Georgian manor house in, in a village called Walsery in North Devon. And um, it's Michael's ancestral home. And uh, they basically decided to buy many properties of the village. So the manor, the pub, several holiday cottages, the neighboring farm. And like I said, we've been working on the project for three years. So the pub is now open and uh, the hotel's gonna be open in about a year. So yeah, there's been lots going on there. James, give us a little bit of a background to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then you can tell us whether the Woolsey is somewhere that you're gonna <laughs> want to go. <laughs> It'd be awkward, wouldn't it, if it wasn't? <laughs> Uh, so very quickly, uh, we started about nearly 20 years ago now, and it was a publishing venture back then where we were just putting a collection of beautiful boutique hotels that were just emerging on the scene into a coffee table guidebook that we sold in the likes of Waterstones that then blew up and uh, went really well. So we then turned that into a travel club concept where people could book the hotels we started to feature. So we very much have publishing roots. So we are all about the sort of curation, the words, the images, uh, the style, but we're also then very much about the experience and we are trying to tell the story to our members and match make their perfect hotels or what they want from their weekend or weeks holiday or whatever it might be. So we were the first people, I think, to really judge a hotel beyond its stars or diamonds or rosettes. It was about the character of the place, the generosity of the host, the little touches, all the sort of things that live long in the memory. And as you intro this uh, bit about the bits that you can't sometimes put into words, the sort of X factor. And that is about the smell, the sound, the warmth, the coziness. So all those sorts of things are hugely important. And the touch points of which I always think a hotel experience is a thousand touch points. And, and if you get too many of those wrong, whether the shower doesn't get you wet or, you know, the, 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 the lighting's too bright in uh, the dinner or whatever it might be, all these things start to add up to something that doesn't quite sort of um, make a perfect experience. So we try and judge hotels not on what a lot of other hotel inspectors would look at we try to judge on the things that really matter so i'm interested if the barman can pour me a perfect martini and how comfortable the beds are and all these sorts of things so we try to look at it we have a different lens in the way that we curate to other people i would say and it's a very personal touch i mean that's what i love about mr and mrs smith you know that you have been there it's not just kind of taken from a press release and there's there's always something sort of very different and very touching about the way that you've um, you know obviously thought kind of long and hard about why you like a place um, and it really kind of brings it to life so Hannah when it comes to interiors for you what's important about creating a comfortable space I think it's it's kind of what James said it's really thinking in the whole 360 experience so you know, lighting is incredibly important. Um, on the Devon project, we're working with a fantastic lighting designer. We work very closely with them, but it's all about creating that sort of beautiful atmosphere. And then it is all those touch points. Um, so it's, you know, from the moment guests arrive, you know, how they're going to be greeted. We like to help with every single detail. So there should be a cohesive look through for everything. 
And uh, yeah, it really is from the moment you arrive to, you know, when you leave, it's, it's thinking about all the little design details on the way. Every yeah. single and I think what Hannah does, which I think a lot of designers maybe don't get involved with is, is down to what the menus will look like, yeah. down to what the staff uniforms might be. And yeah, you know, we, we offer kind of, you know, the styling of the buffet for breakfast and staff uniforms. And the crockery, you know, literally everything. I think, and now adds to your experience. Mm -hmm. And I think back when we started Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, you could be, you know, a little bit more stylish than what were all the sort of typical chintzy hotels out there. You might have put some Farrenball paint up or some Osborne little wallpaper and, you know, a few other bits and called yourself a boutique hotel. But now design has come on so far mm. that design is, it almost has to be a given. You've got to be a fantastic design to even get to the table. And then it's all about then the touches and the experience beyond that, which I think that designers are now having to look at uh, beyond just the sort of the facade, if you like. So it's different design now. Mm. And our members are definitely demanding more of that. They want to get more into the experience of the hotel. And I think hotels very much used to be a place that served us in the, in the old days. And now it's a place where they want you to join in with the experience of mm. it. So it might be rather than the sommelier handing you a wine list and talking through it, he'll take you down to the wine cellar. You might go off in the morning to get your eggs from the, you know, the, the chicken house with your kids and pick up the eggs that you might have for breakfast. Or, you know, I've been on ones where I've picked asparagus in the uh, kitchen garden, which they've served at lunch to me. So there's a whole different level of thoughts that needs to go into the experience, mm. which I still see as design. And I see it now as part of the role as a designer. Absolutely. We were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Like how much sort of the kitchen experience of a hotel yeah. has changed. You know? yeah. So first of all, it was like a theatre kitchen. And then, you know, some of your guests want to actually go into the kitchen, like at Hem in Stockholm. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the first, wasn't it? Yeah, we well, can actually go in and speak to yeah, the Yeah, and it feels like it's chef. your home and yeah. you can literally go in and chat to the chef while he's cooking in the kitchen well in the in the original days it was faulty towers there was one swinging door we <laughs> yeah. didn't want to go near because you might get here yeah then uh, they put a window in so you could see a few yes. people moving and then eventually you know you are as hannah said dining in the kitchen and then or, you know deli counters where you can see yeah. the meat hung and yeah, yeah so all of these things and the trends of what yeah. the, you know the demands of the guests mean that the design has to evolve with that. And it's and the, it's the provenance. We're interested in the provenance yeah, of, of the product, particularly yeah. us sort of uh, jaded urbanites that are desperate to see where everything comes from now and understand it more. But I think that's a trend for us as humans, hopefully a, a good trend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we want to know where things come from. Yeah, definitely. So who do you think in the hotel world gets it right? Oh, that's <laughs> going to get me in trouble. Yeah, people like that. There's so many people. <laughs> I mean, I'm a massive fan of Robin and Judy Hudson, uh, oh, yes. who uh, own and run the pig hotels. I think they really hit the sort of zeitgeist and they hit the moment. And, and she does a know, wonderful job of creating that cozy, homely feel. Amazing. Her design is so effortless. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I love the way he calls them. We're not really a hotel. We're a, we're a restaurant with rooms. He's kind of lowering the expectations and knocking it out of the park when you arrive there. But, you know, he was the first one to have the kitchen go and then to have the live kitchen garden so you're kind of pat the big and see the goats and all this but then you know you you actually know that that's come from their farm or from their local mm. nurseries whatever the food and, and I think that makes it really special mm. so that they've been hugely influential on the current trends of what's going on but I don't know, I've got so many hoteliers I admire they're just are oh, you know I love Tim and Kit Kemp I think what she mm. does design wise is extraordinary I mean every time I put more than three or four colors together it looks like a mess but she seems to be able to put sort of three or four hundred colors together <laughs> in each 
so just looks amazing. So brave and bold, isn't she? So brave, but, uh, so bold. No yeah. one else has managed to do that. That is the luxury of, of being a designer owner. Yeah. Like if I put those <laughs> schemes to a client, they'd be like, no, forget it. But it, yeah. I think she's amazing yeah. and I'm such a fan. Yeah, but, so there's, yeah. there's so many inspiring uh, couples as well, which is nice, uh, out there doing doing great work in hotels. So it's, it's, it's lovely for us to be able to go and comment on them. your first trips I mean you mentioned Jamaica your first trips that you did together and are you do you have similar taste or do you sort of go around and then sort of do your own thing and then sit down at dinner together and and get your pencil and paper out and make notes we do make notes or he makes me write the notes because <laughs> if I can't <laughs> read my writing my writing is <laughs> yeah, so yeah, bad right. so bad so bad <laughs> that's the excuse yeah no we've done quite a few I think I think we do have very similar yeah, taste don't I, we I think we do I think I think taste is, is, is an interesting one because taste develops all the time and it develops partly with trends of what's going on. Mm. And, and, then, and then trends can suddenly go. And it's about, for me, trying to spot trends that also become classics. It's not just going with the latest, brightest, whatever colours or whatever it might be. It's, or something won't be our taste as yes. such. We'll just go and then go, oh, that's nice. That's yeah, very yeah, nice. Yeah. They've really thought of every detail. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like we would want to live with that. But I think, I, think, I think the most interesting bit with Hannah and I is that we did quite a lot of sort of antique markets together because I, like, I do it as a hobby to help Hannah out occasionally and buy a few bits for home or whatever. Well, I have a little shop in the old yeah. cinema in Chiswick. So, yeah. as you know, selling vintage and, furniture and homewares. And so that's fascinating we were both in markets both choosing and that's things. when he's my assistant yeah and yeah no i am i'm literally the cheap, i'm the cheapest man with a van you can get and uh but i love doing that and i love that way we challenge each other and we're we very competitive and we're very honest about it i'm like hannah you're kidding me no one's gonna buy that that's i bought some very beautiful that's... metal chairs last time which he's referring to carol which you would love <laughs> i saw potential in them they're going to be upholstered james is like what are those that's a, they, yeah, you've bought a right turkey there so then we have so then we have competitive bets on whether what's going to shift in the shop and I love that yeah. and we've both had a few hits and a few misses haven't we which we, I well, love we have, yeah. which I love but that's what makes it fun when so, you're up at five in the morning you get a bit tired you do buy some odd random bits sometimes <laughs> yeah but neither of us like cookie cutter design we like yeah. things that are going to surprise delight wow like unexpected treats whatever it might I want someone to do something unexpected for me and otherwise you know if it's not going to be better than my home or going to excite me more than my home why am I leaving you know that's the job of design is to do something that's going to emotionally um, you know deliver some an experience to me that's um, better than what I have at home. Are we going to have a slight change of focus now um, now that we're all living in a slightly different world with COVID-19 when we go away do we want somewhere smaller is it much more of a personal experience you know are people going to be going to the great big vast hotels what, what are your thoughts? It's a really good question I think I think that what we're finding at the moment is, I mean, our hotels, I have to say, I take my hat off to them, but the lengths they've gone to to ensure the best possible experience for uh, their guests, given the background of what we're all dealing with at the moment, is extraordinary. I mean, every, going back to the touch point analogy we talked about earlier, the thought you have to go in to look after your guests, but also distance from them, is extraordinary. And the way you then service them is very bespoke with a lot of our hotels. So some guests that are very nervous might not want to have a turn down every day or even have their room cleaned at all during their stay. 
some guests might not want to be served food anywhere near anyone else. They might want it in their room or a different part of the hotel. So the way that the hotels are being even more accommodating and creative than ever I've ever seen has been extraordinary. If you imagine a guest that goes to a spa, you know, they've got to have a limited amount of people getting changed. They have to have a limited amount of people um, using even the hooks you hang your towel on or the lounger that you have. So that lounger is then that your that's your lounger, say, for a two-hour slot that then needs to be um, sanitized before the next group of guests come in. So everything has had to be rethought and reinvented. And I have to say, the hotels I've been to so far, of which I've managed to sneak away to several, um, have delivered an equally good experience given what we're what, what they've had to deal with it's been it's been amazing it just it reminded me how good they are at hospitality and how good they are at, at looking after people no matter what and they really kind of put those um things in place very quickly as well didn't they, they? really did we yeah. tried to help some clients too by giving them some tips on you know social distancing tables and how to fill space so things don't feel you know miserable and lack atmosphere and yeah. We hopefully gave lots of tips to people to help, but um, you know yeah. it's going to be a, an evolving thing. We don't yeah. know what's going to be happening but, over the next few years. But months, I think so. in answer to your question, I think guests are looking for hotels that they know are great hotels. And I think that's where Mr. and Mrs. Smith is coming into its own at the moment because people trust our curation. Because mm. as you said, we personally visit every single hotel. We send a couple away anonymously, tastemaker couple, to make sure it is as good as we think it is. We then have you know, a pretty big roster of members who then book with us. And believe me, they tell me if they're not happy about something. And so that's all part of reinforcing the travel club uh, ethos. And if a hotel doesn't keep up with appearances or expectations or services, we will recheck it uh, anonymously. And if we agree with our members, then we stop working with them. So, you know, we, we try to keep our standards as, as high as possible. Um, have you had good feedback from we've guests? Had a, we've had amazing COVID, feedback. Like, we really have. And the UK yeah. is obviously booming at the moment. Mm. Uh, I think some people are still a little bit grumpy, if I'm honest, that they haven't gone abroad. They just missed that sort of sunshine that they wanted or guaranteed sunshine. But generally, I think guests have been incredibly understanding. And, and the people who are traveling tend to be the slightly more adventurous ones anyway. Uh, and and yeah, overall right now, uh, I would say all TripAdvisor, review scores, etc., have not been chipped more than one or two percent which is extraordinary given the times we're in so overall i think we're doing better than expected hannah when it comes to hotel design are there any real kind of no-nos as opposed to a residential project I mean, we don't really do residential. We prefer to do commercial purely because of the theatre and the storytelling that we've been talking about. That's the kind of thing that really makes me passionate. And that's what I love about designing hotels. You don't really have that opportunity so much with residential. Um, but in terms of no-nos, I mean, I think it's really down to the client. I mean, if we did have a client who was up for us doing something quite different, then we absolutely would do residential. So I think it is all just down to the individual really and how much they want to Yeah, you have to create. consider, I guess, all your fabrics and fixtures and fittings more for a hotel project than you would for Of course, a, I mean, there's the, obviously always the practical The practical side, side of it, exactly. As well. But um, we've just been very, very lucky with the clients that we've had who have really just let us push the boundaries and be really creative. Yeah, I heard a nice story of... Um, I think it was Jeremy King, Corbin and King, who um, used to own the Beaumont. And he was uh, telling me that the first person he employed on his hotel project 
wasn't the architect or the structural engineer, but it was the uh, head of housekeeping mm. because <laughs> he really wanted to make sure that whatever the design was was easy for housekeeping because he wanted it to be meticulous for all his guests. Mm. Um, I mean, he, the level of thought that he came up with was even that the bathroom was soundproofed because he thought a lot of businessmen or women would be there with their families and they'd want to be getting changed without waking up their family before they went out to work early in the morning. So oh, the I love level of thought, yes. thought process. I love that. Or a mirror that's um, back heated in the bathroom so it can never steam up. You know, he was very much about the functional. And I think that level of thought goes in to hotels or good, good hotel design. Mm. If you go to enough hotels, you know what continually annoys you. When you're at home, you kind of get in your own home groove and you fix your own problems. Mm. But when you get to a hotel, you really notice a problem. Like mm. I can't, I can't um, turn my lights off from mm. my bed or I can't dim them or whatever it might be. So I do think those sort of details quite often are lacking, I would say, in hotels. And it's those that I look for when I'm, when I'm out inspecting. But so I, yeah, and again, I do think that if we um, were to do residential, if I was advising someone on their, well, I helped you with your house, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah. So we talked a lot about all the practical side, like yeah. the circuits and switches of lighting and the lighting positions next to the beds and, yeah. you know, all of the things that we do on our designs right from the beginning. Um, Places to put your shower gels People never really shower, seem to get right things. in residential no. when they're doing it themselves. No. So I, I think there's a lot of take-homes for people who, yeah. So are we going to see a Hannah and James Lohan <laughs> hotel? <laughs> wow. Good question. That has been talked about over the years. But <laughs> it's weird. I've kind of really wanted to do one several years ago. And then the more I've realised how difficult it is, yeah. um, the more I've gone off the idea. But, <laughs> but, but I do feel this aching urge to deliver something at some yeah. point as a family i think it'd be great mm. and i know my wife tamara would love to do something as well mm. and i think that maybe that would be the next chapter i think we've got our hands full with mr and mrs smith and hannah lawn design at the moment but i think never say never carol and you'll be the first to get an invite if we do i promise <laughs> Yay. earlier back one of your infamous parties you created in 1998 you were it was voted the number one place to be in the world by fhm magazine i mean <laughs> It was a come dancing, yeah. We used to, I used to, have, a club, research, I used to have a club promotion <laughs> called Come Dancing, which in those days was um, Angela Rippon running Come Dancing on the TV, just showing my age. Uh, so not the Come Dancing you know today, but it was, it was this very fun, sort of glam, slightly kitsch club that was nomadic and moved around all London's good and great clubs. And we used to do Shepherd's Bush on New Year's Eve for a couple of thousand people. And I think the one you're talking about, it was a, a Cirque du Soleil uh, themed evening we had and it was extraordinary we had sort of acrobats swinging from the roof and god knows what all on this amazing party with everyone a little bit worse for wear it was we say. pretty epic so it was it was great fun and I, I think I think our dad came to that one I think he we did. brought him along to that yeah, one yeah he was in a box and I was yeah, I was DJing yeah. I was DJing and we brought him into the DJ box and I was like this is my dad and everyone was going yeah it was crazy so we used to, yeah we did have quite a strange and wild background I guess before we became more grown up and sensible so really I've always gone that I'm just going to bed earlier as I get older so it used to be six in the morning at Ministry of Sound, then it was the White House at two in the morning with the private members bar, then it's hotels about midnight, and I'm probably going to bed about 10-ish now as I get a bit older, so who knows what will happen. Hannah, just fill us in, so when does the Woolsey Project open, when will that open? Hopefully in about a year. So like I said, the Farmer's Arms um, is open in Walsery and that's been open for about a year and it's doing brilliantly and they've got a great team down there, but it's a really beautiful pub. 
uh, with, any of the with amazing food. Any cottages? Um, a couple of the cottages, but not available to rent just okay, yet. Okay, but, but soon, um, but soon, hopefully. That but the hotel is going to be beautiful. It's going to be 17 bedrooms, and it's a beautiful Georgian manor with um, outbuildings. So there's going to be some sort of rustic barn bedrooms as well, and it's going to just have yeah, lots of lovely stories running through it. And so I'm really excited about it. And the old cinema, can you buy online? You can, yes. If you just Google the old cinema in Chiswick, everything's online. And we all have our own dealer pages as well. So you can look up Hannah Lawn Interiors and see um, our collection. And it's constantly changing. And it's just lovely finds from, well, all around the world, really. Um, some from travels in my past and some from, you know, antiques fairs across the country. And so, yeah, it's been a little bit challenging during COVID to find stock, but things are moving again now. So, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, it was so nice to talk to you too. Thank you very, very much indeed. Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. For more news and views in the world of interior design, sign up to our newsletter at countryandtownhouse.co.uk and why not listen in to our sister podcast, Breakout Culture with Lord Ed Vasey and Charlotte Fruity Metcalf. <laughs>